This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you in the studio. Here's our question for today. What does it mean to suffer in the flesh according to 1 Peter 4.1? Yeah, let's read it. 1 Peter 4.1 says, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude. Attitude. That's going to be big. So Mm -hmm. got that good. Because, here's the question, whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. Now, Mm. there is a direct correlation between suffering with the right attitude and increased holiness. There's also a direct correlation between suffering with a crappy attitude and increased bitterness or snarkiness to God. And the point here for Peter is is pretty simple. Okay, um, Christians, remember that Jesus guy, you know, like God in the flesh, (laughs) who apparently like is the center of everything we do and created the whole world by just speaking, that guy? He became a person mm. and he was physically tortured and he did it with an incredible attitude. Sure. And you might say, yeah, but Peter, he's God. He can do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Point being, um, he, his spirit dwells in you. So therefore right. you have the capacity now to be tortured and to have an attitude that is godly. It doesn't mean you have to like it. It doesn't mean that you like, I'll never cry and I'm going to be an optimist about it all. Like that, no, it like you can weep and grieve and be in pain, um, but it does not have to wreck your soul. Right. Uh, so it is plausible. In fact, it's expected that when a believer suffers, whether it is at the hands of someone else or it is a physical suffering, that we have the capacity to control our attitude, to do it in a way that brings glory to God. And when we suffer with a good attitude, it has a direct correlation and effect on our holiness. Uh, It kills sin. And maybe here's, uh, you know, an analogy is um, the person who can be tortured with a good attitude, that level of suffering, uh, it it should be a piece of cake for them to control their appetite. Sure. It should. If I have the discipline Mm -hmm. to be tortured with a good attitude uh, and not sin, then it stands to reason that there's a direct correlation that I should have more discipline and self-will in other, we'll say, lesser areas of our life. It's like if I can be beaten and not give up on Jesus, then I sure as heck can face an immoral woman and say no to her. Yeah. You know, it's, just, right. it's, it's, a, it's a comparison of degrees here. And, and I, I think this is what Peter's getting at. He suffered, and you are likely going to suffer. And if you suffer with his attitude, that kills sin. It, it removes sin's stronghold. On right. It. But, but Christian, if you suffer with bitterness, mm-hmm. wagging your finger yep. at God, it's going to corrupt your soul and give sin a greater stronghold. I think it's amazing. Uh, when people suffer, there's one of two responses. And the worse the suffering, the farther part the responses are. Response number one is, Wag your finger at God. Yep. Get angry with him. How could you? Yep. If you loved me, you would. Yeah. Where were you when? You know, all that kind of stuff. And what that does is it makes you bitter. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, it's amazing to me. Suffering in some people draws them to their knees. God, right. help me. Help me worship mm-hmm. you. Help me love you. 
I will accept the lot you give to me. Show me how to be godly. That's right. It is amazing. The same event can happen to two different people and the two responses can be as far apart. And you're like, how did two Christians share the same event? And one responds with a finger wag and one responds by getting on their knees. Right. And I think this is, this is again, what Peter is showing people is because the spirit of Jesus Christ is inside of you, you have that capacity to suffer, to suffer well. And when you do that, it kills sin. And it is a process that we learn. You know, the apostle Paul suffered many things for the sake of the gospel. And he says in, in, in Philippians 3, 8, indeed, I count everything as a, as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and mm-hmm. count them as rubbish. So there's that attitude of, of, acceptance of what God has done in his life, but he goes on to say, in order that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having the righteousness of my own that comes from the law. And he goes on and he just keeps going saying, Mm -hmm. I do this and I have come to understand that my suffering brings me closer to Jesus and I embrace my suffering. Do you think he got there right away? Absolutely not. Right. Yep. And he says, at one point, I've learned to be content. He is a process. It is a process of being mature in Christ. And just so the listeners understand, there are times that every believer, maybe I shouldn't say every, that's that's too generic. Everyone but you and me. Everybody but, yeah. But I'm (laughs) going to put me in that category. There's been times that I've come through a, a season of suffering. And for a season of time, I do get angry with God and say, God, how can you be doing this? I am trying to serve you. Why is this falling apart? Why are you not blessing? Why are you not working? Why am I suffering? God is big enough to take those complaints, those whines of us, but we shouldn't stay in that state of of that frame of mind where we're wagging our finger at God and complaining to him and, and, and getting angry with him. He's big enough, but at the same time, at a maturity, you know what? All right, let me retract that. God, I know you love me. I know that all things work for the best. I know that you're in charge. I know that, you know, because it didn't work out the way I wanted to work out, you have a greater plan and I can trust you in that greater plan. And even if I'm suffering, it is fully in your power and in your will. Mm. And you've got a greater plan than I can ever see. Mom. Maybe we just need to put some grace over this whole thing because the person who's new at suffering mm. uh, might not be prepared for it and right. might not be ready or know or have been taught how to have an attitude that is godly. And so maybe you're newer to suffering. It is just stinking hard. Yeah. I've never met anyone who's like, suffering's easy. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. not. And no. so what you learn through suffering is obedience. Yeah. What you learn is as you go through it, and you come out on the other side, you learn that God was there the whole time. It takes retrospect for you to really learn obedience and suffering. And so the next time the suffering comes, it gets a little bit easier, but there's still doubt and twinges of doubt. Mm -hmm. Is God really going to come through? Is this really going to work itself out? And then when he does, you look back again and you're like, I should have trusted you the whole way. That's right. Eventually it gets easier. The problem is if you've been a Christian for 5, 10, 30, 50, 80 years, and you've never submitted your suffering to the Lordship of Jesus uh-huh. Christ. And so you are, to everyone around you, 
bitter. Oh, yeah. Because suffering will either make you bitter or it'll make you better. Yep. Every time. And every every opportunity of suffering. And so for some people, it's a minute-by-minute decision they yeah. have to make. Every every opportunity of suffering is exactly that. Will I, will I submit this under the lordship of Jesus or will I wag my finger at him? Mm. And you and me, we're sitting in a studio. Yeah. We're happy. We're healthy for the most part. Mm-hmm. And life is fine. Our kids are fine. Right. We're not going through a season of suffering right now. Right. I mean, but we both yeah. have. Yeah. We both have experienced yep. it. But even even our worst yeah. okay, may not be what this person is asking right. or what maybe some of our listeners are experiencing in yep. suffering. Absolutely. And my worst might be their best. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally plausible. And I don't need to have gone through what you've gone through to tell you this. You do have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it might be a thousand times harder for you. And I don't know what I'm capable of mm, in that circumstance. Yeah. But God, like you said, is able to deal with whatever you dish. Yeah. And you have the opportunity moment by moment to submit this to him and to see what his grace can accomplish. In right. You. What's unfortunate is when we submit our suffering, our expectation is that he will remove it. But that is just not, not the game. may he not be the case. Which is bothersome to me because I wanted to be my genie, but he's not. <laughs> he's not. And I think that I have probably learned more about suffering and how to go through suffering mm. from more mature, older believers yeah. that have gone through quite a few seasons of suffering. And what is so beautiful about someone who has walked with the Lord for 40, 50, 60 years and have gone through seasons of suffering, if they've done it well, they are the sweetest. They are the the most precious people to be around. And when I get in my own pity party about what's not working out, I love being around them because it recenters me on what, what God is capable of doing. And I just think about, you know, some of the Old Testament stories where God told the children of Israel as they were going through their journeys, okay, you mark this so that you can tell your children about this, that you can go back and see, hey, through all your experiences, God was right there. He was there through those times of suffering. He was there through those times of victory, but God was there with you the whole way. So to the person who says, you don't know what I'm going through, I think we could say, you're absolutely right. You're right. And I probably don't want to know. Like, I don't want to experience it. No. And I have no doubt. But I got to believe, because the word says it, that I have the grace of God by the spirit of God Mm -hmm. to sustain me. And we've got a great high priest that does understand far better than we do. Is his name Akilzadek? (laughs) I'm thinking about the high priest Jesus. Oh, yeah, I like him better. (laughs) So what what is our question for tomorrow? Tomorrow. Which commandments were nailed to the cross? The Ten Commandments or the Jewish laws? Mm -hmm.